0: In the book of Romans, chapter 10 and verse 17,
1: the Bible states that place. so
0: then faith cometh by hearing Unless and hearing clear, by the word of God. I pray that you are Come blessed by what you are about to hear or listen to. He can move this is a Kingdom Christian Fellowship Ministries presentation. Keep Stay blessed. In the
1: Hide, me the Hide me from the rain. My guide is awesome.
2: Maybe you can put a divine alignment to call him. Whichever one works for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay. So um, I know that or the few times I've ministered to people, I've realized that some people are completely off what God has asked them to do on earth. Praise the Lord. So this message that um this. I think it's a teaching that I want to take us to. It was a lot of things, and I was speaking to Prophet Hayford about it, and just a few minutes of speaking to him, I gained clarity, and I said, thank God. People of God, there are so many resources we have in the house of God, and we cannot do it all by ourselves, and so sometimes we just need to consult. You may say God will speak to you, God will speak to you, but sometimes God is speaking to you through your neighbor, praise the Lord okay so this uh, message now that i've done the protocols and things i need to do i've realized a lot of people are wondering and some are confused as to what really i'm on this earth for and as much as there's so many sessions on your call your giftings and honestly yesterday i was trying to listen to a man of god on it and i realized he didn't say anything (laughs) After I was done, I was like, okay, he said a lot of things, but really, I didn't get my call out of it. As I thought, I would pick up my call. By the time he was done, I'll know. It, because the title said, knowing your call. So I knew I would know my call when I was done. But when he was done, I realized that... Eh, it is... Eh, it's so... <laughs> So I'm hoping by the time I am done, it's not <laughs> for you as well, that it will be very clear and that you will know what God is calling you to. So I've realized that a few people that I've ministered to, and I'm sure Prophet Debbie can testify in all the ministers here, that a lot of people are in one place and God is in the other. The place that God has called them for is not where they are. And so it's part of the struggles and the afflictions that you're going through. Because if you are on the grounds that God has called and planted you for, his grace will be sufficient for you to go through the challenges of that terrain. Praise the Lord. But if you are somewhere else the Lord has planted you, then you'll be going through certain struggles and challenges that you shouldn't really. Battles you shouldn't be fighting because you're not equipped for them. Praise the Lord. Mm You're not equipped for those particular battles because grace has not been made available for you in that field. But... It's the desires of our parents, I believe. And our own desires. That we want to be somewhere that we think is comfortable. And so we choose things that help us. So on Sunday, we were ministering to some people. And one lady, immediately I laid my hand on her. The Lord said, this one, she's supposed to be a lawyer. So I asked the young lady, what do you do? Um, She's all over the place. And not sure she's doing offline business, online business. It, it's like the answer I gave Prophet by one of the days when so he asked me, What do you do? I said, Entrepreneur. He says, <laughs> I don't anything. What is that? <laughs> she was telling me, Online business, offline business. I said, ah, Which one is that one? Like, every business is online now. So, which one is online business? Are you doing sales online? And what do you do? I started, okay, I sell things. I sell wig. Anything you can find. Anything anybody needs, I sell. So I said, okay, what course did you do? She said, she did home economics. So I said, okay, do you cook? She says, no. Do you like cooking? She says, no.
1: <laughs>
2: so I said, why did you go and do home economics? But I know there's a, there's a thinking that for us, when we're growing up, I don't know if it's still like that parents thought, not mama forgive me i love home economics i love to cook well as long as i'm eating i love to cook they just think you should go and do visual arts and so that's how come you see a lot of the spellings on the billboards and signboards of cra.
1: like they are in tongues
2: and then you wonder And you wonder where did these people sometimes you wonder if it's Swahili they are trying to write? Uh, like some hall and chamber I saw T S H I'm like, hey. I was finding it hard to really read what it is, but the whole crowd was how H A, <laughs> and then T. so I was like, what is this? The person can draw, but a bat at hmm. And some of them too, they can't draw. Because it is not their call. It's a yeah. gift. Okay, So she did home accounts. Because I think the parents just thought yet God has called her to be an advocate. And here she was very confused. So I asked her, okay, so the home economy what I do with it. She wasn't... But this morning, she needs deliverance. Because in the state she is in, she can't go and do law. She's not too old for law, but she needs the mind to do law. But life, the things that have happened to her, have pushed her out of the domain that God has called her for. So if she gets somebody, if she gets somebody to pray counsel and guide, her, she can still align to the part that God has called her for. That's what I'm saying: divine alignment through calling. Praise the Lord. She can still align to the path that God has called her for. And one lady to that I prayed for. Just God told me this lady, her womb will birth great men. It's a calling, but I like it or yes. It's not that all women are called. Hannah was called to birth great people. So she had to go through the process to birth Samuel. So some people, that's their call, to birth great men. It's a call God has given. God will hold you responsible. So Hannah was trained in a way to birth Samuel and be able to raise him up the way he should go. And bring him to and give him up for God when it was right. Otherwise, some of you bear the children and hold on to them. Maybe but no yourself, obey a lawyer, obey a pirate, obey a then astronaut. All sorts of things that you don't even understand what it means and what it takes. But if you know, you understand that this is the calling. You are aligned to it. You start on that path. Praise the Lord. So God said this woman is. I didn't know how to tell her that. Sorry. I didn't know how to tell her that. So I prayed for her. I, did, I did tell her that your womb will birth great people. So you need to walk in purity. You need to walk in purity. And aside birthing great giants, generals, because she has to birth those people, she's an intercessor. So her womb would also be birthing people's destinies. Praise the Lord. She needs to stand in the gap and pray. So that's the grace God has given her. She's supposed to pray and be an intercessor. She's just not one of those people off the street. But she needs to keep herself holy. For her imagine, the devil will try to corrupt that womb. So all kinds of people will come in and then mislead her and all sorts of things. Praise the Lord. And some people, the call is in marriage. So you find an Esther. Her political role is through marriage. She could have gotten it wrong and started joining MPP or NDC, or PNC, or PPP. Or my party, Ikea Donko's party. (laughs) Please, you people, women empowerment. (laughs) My party, Ikea Donko's party. And she can become an Ikea Donko, pushing an agenda God didn't sanction. I'm not saying't' pushing an agenda, God such. I'm just saying that Esther could have become a politician, one of the people in the king's court, and she wouldn't have the influence God has given her by the side of the king. Do you get me? So her calling is political, but it's through marriage. And so by marriage, deliverance is coming to a group of people God has pre-selected. So it's not every day that your calling title is prophet, apostle, teacher, evangelist, all that. The headline titles that we know and we believe in and we want to see. Her calling was to bring deliverance to a group of people, which is what polit- politicians is supposed to do, and bring development. But hers was to marriage and not standing on a political um, platform campaign trail, going up and down, not east, campaigning, because then her voice would have been very limited, so she won't have the influence and the impact God wanted her to have. Praise the Lord. So there are various callings that we need to know and understand where we fit in our own, and some people have various callings. Again, I am tying calling into fallow grounds, because like I said, if Esther had Followed the political train campaign and wanted to be a politician because she felt that was a call that she has. And she didn't understand the particular way by which God was calling her still into politics and into into and into and kingdom dynamics and rulership and governance. She have gotten it wrong and she wouldn't have the influence God wanted her to have. And she would have still been asked, what did you do with your time? What I gave you, what did you do with it? Praise the Lord. So we can be in fallow grounds if we miss our call. Don't worry, I'm not deviating <laughs> from the topic. I intend to really stick to it. The team, praise the Lord. Okay, so I want us to, by the end okay, of this session to understand where you stand and where you are in relation to God's agenda for the seven mountains of society. Praise the Lord. Or eight when you add the Mount Zion. Hallelujah. Have you all heard of the seven mountains before? And you know them. Okay, so who can mention them? Oh, feel free. I'm not bringing the mic. Anybody shout it out. Anyone you know. Family, education, media, entertainment, religion, governance, business. Is that all? You got it all? Really? Let's go again. Family, media, business, governance, education. Didn't we say religion already? Okay. Did we say business? So which one is missing now? We said entertainment, it's arts and ent- entertainment. Media. We didn't say media, we said media. Okay, let's just say one is missing. We'll find it <laughs> as we're going along. Praise the Lord. Oof. Sorry? Yes, art and entertainment. Yes. So we said art and entertainment, is the media. So anybody who has written it down, see if you have seven. If you have seven, then we have all. Praise the Lord. Okay. So we're back to a, um, I'm going to attempt to define what a call is. Anybody has seven of the mountains? Okay. I think we've mentioned all, so if you don't have one, just check with your neighbor what's you have that they don't have. There's governance, there's media, art and entertainment, there's um, family, there's religion, there's um, um, education. So I think we... Okay, all right. So I'm going to try and define what it means to be called or the core. So what I have here is um, to be called as a title or position or honor conferred on a person by one who has authority or power to do so i to call okay is a is a title or position or honor conferred on a person by one who has authority or power to do so praise the lord or it is the act of bringing one person a person from one state into another where they should be which is the call of god bringing you from light into, from darkness into light. Hallelujah. So it is, again, title opposition or, or honor conferred on a person by one who has the authority or power to do so. So we realize in Genesis, we're going to the Bible, that um, God told Adam to name the animals. Okay, He was given the power to name them. The Bible says God brought the animals to him to see what he would name them. And whatever the Bible says, Adam called a thing, so was its name. Okay, so he called woman, woman. And today, woman is woman. Hallelujah. <laughs> and probably called whale, whale. And today, whale is whale. And elephant and the rest. Praise the Lord. Okay, so whatever, um, whoever has a power, and so we all bear names today, and they were given to us by our parents. Praise the Lord. There were times in the past that, in the Bible that God actually changed people's names. Because they weren't called according to his purpose. Praise the Lord. And their names caused them to deviate from the calling God had for them. Praise the Lord. Okay. So we're going to, um, okay, and then I have here, call comes with some benefits, okay, um, rights and opportunities and responsibilities and so on. So there's a name that if I bear today, maybe a name like Kuufu, or a name like Akufuado, or a name like Rollins, that comes with responsibilities, but comes with opportunities. Praise the Lord, and also comes with some power and comes with some authority by just by virtue of the fact that I bear the name, be it through marriage or birth. Praise the Lord. And the same way today, all of us who are born again, born into Christ, we bear his name. Hallelujah. So you are called in Christ Jesus. And so you bear his name. So whatever my last name is, is Christ. So if I have a compound name, it is all that long name plus Christ. Hallelujah. So my name, because I've been called of Christ, I now bear his name. And so if I understand, imagine a Rollins walking here, not knowing they are Rollins. Would anybody will treat them anyhow. But if they knew they were Rollins, they command and they know. The Rollins know they are Rollins. The Kufas don't know they are aikuufuados. The Kuufus know they are Kuufus by virtue of some position they have. But if they didn't know that, they'll be walking around acting as though they were everybody, and they'll be treated as such. And that is our problem as Christians because we don't know who we are or we don't know who we are called to be. And so we're treated anyhow by anything that happens to us, especially by the enemy. Praise the Lord. We're treated anyhow by the enemy because we do not know who we are and what we carry. Hallelujah. So like I said, some names to be called, it comes with responsibilities, but it comes with benefits as well. That the fact that I know I am Linda Christ. And so the devil can't see me in traffic and stop me. When I'm making the move, I have to get to my destination. If the devil comes and stops my way or stops in my way, I roll over him. Because I know I have the power to do so. But if I don't, then I'll be waiting in turn for him to clear off before I continue. Praise the Lord. So we sit in traffic with some people who come with sirens and some V something. And then they use the (laughs) cabs. They jump on the side <laughs> and then still make their way to where they are going. But you can't do that. You can't do that because you know better. Praise the Lord. Because you know better. Hallelujah. Amen. Okay, so uh, we're going to use our um, opening scripture. Today's Romans eight twenty-eight 28 to 30. Our scripture that we're going to be using for today's um, discussion on the call. Please, are we with me? Okay, so if somebody can read for me NLT or a simple version
0: Romans 8 28, New Living mm-hmm. Translation. And we know that God causes everything to work together mm. for the good of those who love God. Mm. And are called according to his purpose for them. Right. For God knew his people in advance, and he chose them to become like his son. Right. So that his son will be the firstborn right. among right. many brothers and sisters. Amen. Amen.
2: Amen. Okay, that's up to 30.
0: Verse 30. Mm. And having chosen them, he called them to come to him. And having wow. called them, he gave them right standing with himself.
2: Praise the Lord.
0: Hallelujah. And having given them right standing, he gave them his glory.
2: Mm. Amen. Amen. Okay. So from this opening scripture, you realize that there are three or four things that have been captured in this. And the first one is being called according to his purpose for us. Okay. So God calls us according to his purpose for us. So your calling has to do with God's purpose for you. So the first examples or the few examples I used or I shared, you realize that God has called these people with some purposes in mind. And their calling is to fulfill that purpose God has for them on earth. Hallelujah. Okay. You are breaking down a bit further because there's a lot more, but I just wanted to bring up the headlines. Then There's a chosen by God in his foreknowledge. Okay, God knew for knew us. God knew us ahead. And then he chose us to be like his son. So for all of us who are gathered here and all the people who are in the world, God knew them before time. And God chose us. Praise the Lord. Out of the knowledge he has of us. So everything about you is before God. All of us have a book of our lives before God. I think Psalm 139, David talks about himself, that all the days that God has given are before him. They are written in the books. Praise the Lord. And when Jesus came, he picked up the scroll where it was written about him, what he would be. So there's a book that captures your life, my life. Everybody has a book before God. And there's, your whole life is captured, detailed out in the book praise the Lord. All that you do and all that you would be is all captured. Hallelujah. So there was a book I was reading by some, a couple and they talk about angels a lot. And um, the guy said one of the days, the gentleman said one of the days he was taken to heaven and he went to see the book of his life. And when he was looking through the book, he was expecting that His mistakes, because he's done so many, would have been captured in the book. But when he looked through the book, he only saw good things. Like everything that he's done so far, what God has asked him to do, is all captured. Like the years and the days. He saw all of it, but he realized that his mistakes, some were major, weren't captured. So he asked the angel, what happened? How come I expected God to have this one? This um, offering, he said to go and give to this person that I didn't take it. And he reviewed me. I thought it was captured in the book as error. And he said the angel told him that God only captures what he has said about you. And so as far as you have repented and confessed that sin, it is not captured anywhere in heaven. And scripture tells us that God does not count our sins and iniquities against us. Once you have confessed he is faithful and just, he will cleanse us of all unrighteousness. So God is not keeping records of your evil and bad things. Praise the Lord. That book that God has only has the records of the things he has asked you to do that you have done. If, and I think he says something else, that if there was, um, there's another book of sins and things you've done. If you don't confess those, that book captures it. And I think he said it was in red also. It is captured. But once you confess it, it, is, it has disappeared in heaven. So when you've done something, you confess and the enemy is still telling you, look at you, a liar, a thief, a humanizer, whatever it is. And you are still living in that. You are walking in error. You are grieving the Holy Spirit. Because as far as God is concerned, he has forgotten. It never happened. As far as he's concerned, it's as though it never happened. So you can't keep chastising yourself for things you've done in the past that Jesus Christ has wiped out. Praise the Lord. It is gone. It was a mistake. You've confessed it. Move on. Praise the Lord. Okay, so it says that um, God foreknows foreknowledge. God has foreknowledge of us, and He's chosen us by that foreknowledge that He has of us. Praise the Lord. And then it says that um, we're sanctified. Okay, being made right and being given a right standing with God. Once He has chosen us, He sanctifies us and gives us a right standing with Him, with God. Hallelujah. And then he says, we share the glory of his son. He glorifies us. But you see, all these things are through Jesus Christ. Outside of him, you are nothing. Because the scripture says, he calls us in him. So he is a type, he's a firstborn amongst many brothers. Hallelujah. He is our big brother. We are all siblings. And he is the big brother. And he's the only one that we are replicas of him. And Jesus says, except a seed falls down and rots, it cannot germinate and multiply. And so he had to die and rise up. So all of us today are lively trees bearing fruits. Hallelujah. We're all a multiplication of him. And so when God sees us, he sees Jesus Christ in us. And I remember one of the days, Apostle was um, on one of his teachings or in one of his teachings, where he said that, look, you will look at Jesus the day we get there look at him and you see yourself and you go like, how come here, but I see myself because that day we we'll all be looking like him. Praise the Lord. You'll be looking like you, but you'll be looking like him because when God looks at us at now, he sees his beloved in us. Praise the Lord. And that is what gives us right standing with him. Praise the Lord. Okay. So let's go on. So, um, for purposes of this teaching, I'm just going to, for purposes of this teaching, I'm going to categorize okay types of callings. It is not doctrine, <laughs> neither is the law, neither is it the rules. So tomorrow you're going to say, Oh, I have been called like this. This is my category. But to make things simpler for all of us, I'm going to put it into categories. Praise the Lord. So it's sort to simplify things and to help us with better understanding because I'm hoping by the end of this lecture or this teaching, or this sermon, that God would have put you and placed you, and it be clear in your mind where he's called you to be. Praise the Lord. Okay, so I'm going to start off with um, my first category is called into membership of the general household of God. Hallelujah. We're called into the membership to be members of the general household of God. And I know some people, there's been a debate for a while that. If God, the scripture we read, that God foreknew people and chose them, then some people would not um, make heaven. And there's a debate that there's, a, there's a, in Revelations, 144,000 people be that would be saved. That would be saved. And so if it's just 144,000 people that will be saved, where are the rest of the people? Okay. So there's this back and forth. If God for new people, then some people have to be known. And so if God doesn't know you, you won't be saved. But how do you know that God doesn't know you? For you to classify yourself as one of the unknowns, so salvation is not your portion. I don't know, do you see what I'm saying? Exactly. So if some people believe that they dear, it's God for knowing them, for knowledge of God of them that will cause them to be saved. And so they don't feel like they are known of God, so they won't be saved that. How do you know that you are not one of the known of God? Hallelujah. So the call into the general household, um, we're going to use um, John 3.16. You can note that down. We know what is in John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. So the first process God is only pleased with himself God is not pleased with anything else Isaiah 64 verse 6 says that All our our righteous acts are like filthy rags And so before God can start dealing with you He needs to bring you into his own household Hallelujah He needs to make you like himself Because he's only pleased with himself So if we are, So God gave him his son because we know that from the day we were supposed to have lived the life Adam lived in the Garden of Eden. And we're supposed to have ruled and dominated and had power over all things. But the day Adam lost that power to the serpents by eating of the forbidden fruit out of disobedience, we lost the place God has positioned us for. He needed to restore us back to himself hallelujah and that restoration was through his son because the Adamic seed the seed we all inherited the seed we got from our parents makes us very corrupt and so we know even now you know you're born again you are trying to live a righteous and holy life it's a struggle because the flesh keeps contending with what you know should be right and so you want to live a righteous life you know this thing It's not good for you. But somehow, some ways, you always find yourself at there. same way when you're trying to fast. Are we fasting? So we've eaten breakfast already. Wow. 10th year fire camp. It's it's such a... (laughs) This one, there's such a uh, comfort. (laughs) ah, okay, Oh, Joshua generation, powerful, powerful cry. You know, but you realize that even when you're trying to fast, there's everything that is fighting against your separation to God. But if you had a deadline, you will not eat the whole day and your body won't complain. But once you decide that I am consecrating myself, I'm punishing this flesh, putting it under subjection, It will start fighting you. Because the corruptible seed is still in us. And so anything, every inclination is towards disobedience and towards evil. So you know this thing shouldn't be done. But it is what is tempting. Praise the Lord. It is what is tempting. It is what the flesh desires to do. And so God needed, we couldn't please God in our state. We needed to offer bulls and cows and oxen and pigeon and doves, all sorts of things, turtle doves, all sorts of things, just so that we can please God. Even that wasn't good enough. And so he had to send himself in the form of his son to come and die. And the only condition is that if you believe, as many as believed in him, he gave the power to be called children of God. And so he sent us his son. That was the first invitation, first level of calling, that we may come into his household and become like him. But he threw this invitation to the whole world. He didn't separate or segregate or say these people are good, bad, wicked, evil. He called all of us, gave us all the opportunity. Some people accepted, other people rejected. Praise the Lord. So that's your first stepping process. He brings you into his household by accepting his son. And the acceptance is just believing that he did this for you. It says Abraham believed God and was credited to him as righteousness. So you believing that Jesus Christ died for you. Abraham before the days of Jesus believed found the key found the code, and was using it. He believed God against all odds. And so he was called out of his people to be separated from the clan that he was in so that God could use him. Just as today, he's called us out of the various homes families were in. okay? And he, his son, he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him becomes a part of his household. And that is the first call God has given us. And all of us here today have accepted that call. That's why we're sitting here. And we call ourselves Christians, Christ-like. Okay? Actually, we should be called disciples. Because that Christian name is a label of the world. (laughs) We'll go into that discussion another day. But it's okay. We're Christians. Praise the Lord. You know a thing... As Adam named it, it had the power. Names are calls. So if somebody else gives you a name and that person doesn't have the authority but you accept it, it is very dicey. Okay, so if a fetish priest sees me and says, The glory on you, so I'll call you Pusumboro, I should refuse that name. But if I think, Oh, he's identified as the glory of God and call on me, so I accept it immediately, I have deviated. It's like Adam listening to the serpent again. Praise the Lord. It's like Adam listening to the serpent. And so a piece of the serpent becomes part of him instead of the God nature. Praise the Lord. So not any name and everybody will tell you things. Jesus couldn't accept the testimony of men for his life. Because he said he knew men that their heart is desperately wicked. So if men start hailing you, and you know these are not people who are called of the Father, and you, as, you start accepting it, immediately you are falling prey to the devices of the devil. And he's going to start swaying you off. Because, again, you need to know this constant, that he's a father of lies. He can't tell truth. He can't see light and identify it. Well, he can, but he'll tell you it's darkness. So when he sees light and he says it's light, ask him, what exactly are you saying? Because once you believe it is light because you know it's light, you are he's caught you already. And those are his devices. That's how come when we're praying, or oh, I was encouraging you in prayer. I said, you see, sometimes you have dreams and you feel you've done something. It hasn't happened till you accept it. Till you believe. So you dream and you felt you were having sex with somebody and your body is somewhere when you wake up. And then you say, Eesh, I've done this again. That admission is what actually makes, give credence to what the devil has done. But when you refuse it and say, I uh-uh, nah, lie, this thing is impossible. I am a vessel dedicated to God. I am the called out one of God. I have the Holy Spirit in me. This thing didn't happen. The devil cannot lie to me. And I will not accept the lie of the devil. Praise the Lord. But once you accept it, it becomes his reality and becomes your reality. Then whatever he wants to do, you've given him access. You've approved of it. You stamped and sealed it. Praise the Lord. So learn to unconfess the things that the devil wants to plant. Like I'm telling you, you feel physically that, oh, yes, yeah, something happened. But do not allow that devil the room, the foothold, because he will take the full yard. Praise the Lord. So first level is he calls you into his household and makes you like him. That's the first calling. We all have that. To become that is the process of aligning us because Adam was given the role to govern and to multiply and to dominate, and he lost it. And so we're all subject to the prince of this world because that's what Jesus Christ called him. Because that prince ship or rulership was given to him by one who had the authority to do so. Adam. And so Jesus said, the prince of this world comes, but he has no power over me. And some things we need to know and just identify and recognize. It's not again being in denial. Oh no, he's not the prince of this world. He can't be. Once he have authority, you know now that this way, yes, he may have in dominion in some areas, but not where I am. Because where I am, I am the force and the power of God. And I've taken back my rightful place. And so when I am here, I have dominion. Praise the Lord. Where your foot threads, the Lord says, He's given to you. So where my foot threads, He has given to me. Praise the Lord. So let me tell you an interesting story, something that happened. So we went to see a man of God and um, we went bearing some gifts, actually. So um, it was a crate of eggs. And the funny thing is like the height of this chair we put we're lifting it off and then one fell on this floor tiled floor like this what do you expect to happen scrambled egg right because that height an egg to our amazement we're all like because <laughs> you're going to give something a sacrifice and you are destroyed <laughs> we all went <laughs> like i had to- I we're in our stomach <laughs> not in our chest and then we looked at the egg and it, it had rolled and all it looked like was how you boil egg and you hit it on the floor the shell had just cracked bits 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 but it didn't become scrambled the egg was still intact so we're like wow how did the man say this is my house and when my foot had trod in everything else obeys me so nothing can come into my house and break I was like wow father I received such faith he said, Nothing can break within my jurisdiction. It cannot break. That's all. The egg, <laughs> it couldn't break. It was like it was boiled. I was like, Wow. These are levels and realms. Hallelujah. He knew his power, his position, his authority. The devil can't mess with him. So if the devils are fearful, wanted to spoil. <laughs> Our fear for who followed us didn't want us to see our breakthrough and were trying to spoil things. Ah, not lie. The grounds we had reached was a place of deliverance, it was a house of refuge. And so nothing in our past could spoil that. Praise the Lord. Okay, so back to being called into God's household. Hallelujah. So the first step is to make you like Him, become like Him so that in you He can be pleased because He, seems, he sees Himself. Praise the Lord. So we're called into God's household, membership of his household. And then um, let's look at called into friendship. Hallelujah. Like I said, this is my, to make the work simple, called into friendship. So let's look at um, John fifteen fifteen. Somebody can read for us.
0: John chapter 15, verse 15. I I no longer call you slaves Mm. because a master doesn't confine in his slaves. Mm. Now you are my friends. Since I have told you everything the Father told me. Mm. You didn't choose me. I chose you. I appointed you to go and produce lasting fruits Mm. so that the Father would give you whatever you ask for using my name. This is my command. Love each other.
2: Amen. Amen. Can we read 2 Chronicles 20, Second Chronicles twenty verse seven?
0: Second Chronicles twenty verse seven. 7. O oh, our God, did you not drive out those who live in this land when your people Israel arrived, and did you not give this land forever to the descendants of your friend Abraham?
2: Okay. Which version is this? NLT. NLT. Yes. Can we read NIV or King James for this?
0: New King James. New
2: King James is fine.
0: Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 7. And you are not our God. Are you not our God? Sorry. Who drove out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel? And gave it to the descendants of Abraham, your friend, forever. And they dwell and they dwell in it, and have built you a sanctuary in it for your name, saying, if disaster comes upon us, sword, judgment, pestilence, or famine, Amen. we will stand before this temple and in your presence. Amen. For your name is in this temple, and cry out to you in and cry out to you in our affliction, and you will hear and save. Amen. Amen. Amen.
2: Let's read Isaiah forty one, verse eight as well.
0: Isaiah chapter 41, Mm. verse 8. But you, Israel, are my servant, Jacob, whom I have chosen, the descendants of Abraham, my friend.
2: Okay. Okay. Um, Is that also NLT? No, that's
0: New King James. New King
2: James. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Okay. So, again, this is one person that was called a friend of God. Abraham. Praise the Lord and then my uh, scripture again that I like where Jesus Christ was the parable of the wedding banquet. praise the Lord I call this called into friendship because um, I'll explain as we go along um, Jesus Christ I once had I was teaching at church and I once said that Jesus Christ is one person who is very particular with the labels he uses Jesus Christ doesn't talk any house by heart, by stomach by leg When he talks, he actually is referring to things in particular. So he shared the parable of the wedding banquet where he says that, um, first of all, John 15, where he says he doesn't call us um, slaves anymore because a slave does not know his master's business. Another version says, a master does not confide in a slave, praise the Lord, or the master doesn't confide in his slave. But he says, I call you friends because all that I know of the Father, I've made known to you. And then in Matthew 22 or so, he talks about the wedding banquet. Where there's a man, there was a general invitation like in John 3.16, where everybody was called to come to a wedding banquet. But this man manages to enter the wedding banquet without the prescribed attire. Which means that all those people who are being called have been given clothing to wear for the wedding. Praise the Lord. Usually brides and grooms, weddings will be given dress code. Fortunately, you are not sacked if you don't wear the dress code in our part of the world. So you are told these are the colors, this is the dress is formal, black tie, whatever event, black tie events and all that is formal, it's casual, it's African-west traditional. There's blue, there's robin, egg, blue, pink, fuchsia pink, bent orange, all sorts of colors. And you are supposed to conform. (laughs) So some of us ladies, we have colors we don't like. But our friends forced us to get them. So we have some collection in our wardrobes. Because we had to attend a good friend's wedding. Anyway, so there's all sorts of colors. And this man happens to have entered this banquet. And when Jesus came, he was the odd one out. Praise the Lord. When Jesus came, he went and said, Friend. He used the label friend. He didn't say stranger or guest or this. He specifically said friend, how did you get in here? Meaning that this person is somebody who is in the house of God like you and I today. Who probably knows the things that God has asked him to do or we've been asked to do. But because of convenience, we choose not to do them. So we know because he says a friend is someone whom I have made known the things that I have received. From my father. So he's made known to you. The church, fire camp, every time you come, you are taught things about the kingdom of God. There are some you choose to apply. There are others you choose not to apply. Praise the Lord. It's up to you, but on the day, you will not be considered an ignorant person. Can okay, you be considered a friend, one who knows what he's been asked to do. So Abraham was called severally. Again, I'm using the word called was called severally as a friend of God because God confided in him. Praise the Lord. When God was going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah, he went to his friend and said, Friend, this is what is going to happen. I'm going to destroy these people. They are not following my instructions. They do what they want. I am tired of them. Their sins have come up to my nostrils. Well, that is me. (laughs) And it's a time to clear them off. And Abraham says... Father, let's, boss, let's negotiate. This is a friend. I confide in a the friend. There are things I will tell some people. There are things I won't tell others. Those I consider friends, I may tell them some things. Okay. And there are things you tell a shepherd that you may not tell your friend. There are various levels, but God confided in Abraham. And that's how come he was called a friend of God. And it's a calling. Most intercessors, I believe, are called friends of God. Because God tells them the things about to happen, his desire for the earth, for the world, and the things that the enemy is planning so that they can intercede like Abraham did. Praise the Lord. So if you are called an intercessor, you are a friend of God. Praise the Lord. I hope I am, you are flowing with me. Like I said, my labels are not doctrine or rules or laws, but it is in the Bible, so I'm just breaking it down as simple as we can. So if you are called an intercessor, You have the mind of God and you have the heart of God. You have his attention. And that's how come intercessors can stand those who actually do what God wants them to do. He wants a man to stand in the gap. So people like that, he goes to whisper. And this thing is going to happen. There's this earthquake that's going to happen if people don't pray. This will happen. God spoke to various men of God, telling them about the fact that Corona will hit again if we don't pray. These are people who have the ears of God. And so when they stand to pray, even if it's one man, Abraham, God can turn around a situation. God can turn around a disaster. God can turn around a a destiny that has gone off. Because I was going to say, God's destiny is still set. He doesn't change destinies. He just performs, fulfills it. Praise the Lord. He doesn't change destiny. You may go off. He just enforces what he has said about you. That's how come um, says we should stop singing the song Destiny Changer, cause God doesn't change <laughs> destiny; He sets it. Okay, so come and change our destiny, your destiny today. Come and change; He doesn't change it. Destiny belongs to Him; He sets it. The enemy comes to derail you off it. God just brings you back when you come back. Okay, He's not creating another one. He's not changing anything. He's just enforcing what was originally. Praise the Lord. So, um, called into friendship, I said, is one of those that anybody who is an intercessor is the friend of God. Anybody who stands to pray. So, this is not a special. Praise the Lord. If you can choose to start praying for people, interceding for nations, Father, what, is, what do you want me to do today? And you start praying. Lord, I pray for a fire camp. I pray that there will be open heavens. I pray for a success you are positioning yourself to become a friend of God. Because the more you do that, God will start confiding in you his heart desire concerning this camp. When you start praying for government, the nation, Ghana, praying for the president, the Lord will start sending you his mind and his heart concerning those things. Okay? So it's a call that you can become a part of. You can self-select yourself into that call. Praise the Lord. But there are some people who are just been called. In fact, there's, there's nobody. It says... If God can find a man who stand and pray, who stand in the gap, so God is looking for men like that. So this call is very open to everyone. Praise the Lord. Me, I can become a friend of God. You can become a friend of God. Anyone can become a friend of God. Hallelujah. Then there's um, other one that I um, categorize as called into brotherhood and sisterhood, becoming siblings. And um, let's read. Um, Mark three thirty five and then Romans eight twenty nine. Mark three thirty five. Hello. Um,
1: Mark three thirty-five. NLT. Okay. Anyone who does God's will is my brother and sister and mother.
2: Okay. Let's read Romans eight twenty-nine.
1: Romans eight twenty-nine. For God knew his people in advance, and he chose them to become like his son. So that his son will be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters.
2: Amen. Amen. So Jesus says that, it's again, are, Jesus had biological brothers and a mother. We never heard of a sister. <laughs> he had biological brothers and a mother. And one day he was teaching to the people he declares or deems his brother and sister and mother and his family comes like i said some families have privileges and because of a name you bear some people today if i was jesus's real brother or sister and the way he's become popular even if i say i was going to um, jubilee house nobody will stop me because they know when i come jesus has come (laughs) praise the lord No, but that's happened to the people who really understand their call. So some men of God will go anywhere in any jurisdiction and they'll be welcomed. Like Billy Graham. Because they become the brother of Jesus, the true brother of Jesus. So when they seek an audience with any president, they give them room. No matter how busy-headed he is or she is. But you haven't reached there yet. So... The small boys at the gate will return you, tell you, you don't have an appointment. But they 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 do, they have audience. So Jesus's brother and um brothers and mother came to see him and they asked. There was a crowd and they wanted to probably bamboozle their way. So they tell him, Yaba. could any name, Mary. Just tell him, catching say Bonte. Nana na me last <laughs> born And they go and say thing." Then he says I guess he's thinking so you stop me to tell me this like I am doing something important I'm after the business of my father And you are stopping me to tell me Kojone Mensa who are not all born again who need salvation themselves Uh, You are putting them priority before these people that God cares about who need to be saved as well. So he says, my brother and sisters, or my brothers and sisters, are those who do the will of the Father, period. So if you do the will of the Father, you are called a brother or a sister of the Lord Jesus Christ. You are a child of God. If you do his will, you are qualified, praise the Lord. It's a simple process as well. Anybody can be this one. Anybody can have this call to be a brother or sister of Jesus Christ. All you need to do is to obey and promote the will of the Father. Praise the Lord. Which also means that you need to know what the will of the Father is, Abby. And the will of the Father is his word. So once you have a Bible, you know. And you open it, you know. And you read it, you know. And you see what God is saying, you know. Praise the Lord. So we're called into brotherhood and sisterhood. Hallelujah. Okay, let's go to the next one. Um, Call to purpose. Call to purpose. So let's read um, Genesis 17, verse 5. Mm. Mm.
1: Genesis chapter 17, verse 5. Yeah. What's more, I am changing your name. It will no longer be Abram. Instead, you will be called Abraham. For you will be the father of many nations.
2: Amen. Amen. Then um, another person whose name was changed, Genesis 32, verse 28, was Jacob. From Jacob to Israel. And then um, Isaiah 43, verse 1 to 2 says, I have called you by name, and you are mine. Praise the Lord. So there are people who have been called to a purpose, right? We've all been called to a purpose. So Abraham was to be the father of many nations. But his name, Abraham, at that time, didn't permit him to fulfill that purpose. So God had to change that name to Abraham. We align him to his destiny, call him by the name of his purpose praise the lord same thing with jacob jacob didn't cut it for the role that god had called him for so he had to change his name to israel and when i began i told us that in present times god is not changing our names anymore because we bear the name christ once we believe and accept his son so we don't no longer he's not coming to change linda to ruth ruth hello He's not coming to change Linda to Ruth to fulfill the purpose that he has called me for. He's not going to change Linda to Esther so that I can walk in favor in, in places that God has destined me for. But he just adds Christ to my name and that gives me all the benefits of being called a Ruth or an Esther or a Naomi or um, an Elijah or Elisha. Praise the Lord. There are some people... Per his purpose, that may receive revelation. I'm not saying he stopped that completely or it's not done again. He may ask to change their names. Because there's a purpose he wants to fulfill in their lives. But I know some people argue about their last names. It means something. It means some bad thing. And so when they are born again, they want to change it to something that is good in their minds. But you can change your name to what is good, um, blessing and all that. And if God doesn't change you within, that blessing will manifest. But the only change you need is that name Christ that is attached to you, that appendage to your name. Okay, so some people have been called for a purpose. And that purpose is still the same, to expand God's kingdom and his agenda. Okay, and there are those who have been called to an office. And we're going to go to that next. And which is the Jeremiah's and the rest that God has called them prophets. Praise the Lord. It's an office that you've been called to. It's also for a purpose. So David has been called to a purpose as a king. And some people have multiple roles. So David was a priest and a king in his generation. And Revelations 5 verse 10 talks to us all today. That were a type of that, David. We were priests and kings unto our God, so we've been called in the house of God to offer sacrifice, service, incense, all of that to God, for ourselves and for others, but we've also been called onto the mountains that we've discussed right now, into entrepreneurship, into entertainment. We've been called as kings to rule and to dominate in those areas. Praise the Lord. But there are certain areas that you just know that you've been called onto entertainment. And you know it. Because you change one beat or music or something, you start dancing. And you can learn any song, any ways, any house. And you know the gift of dancing is yours. Some of us, we have two left feet. <laughs> so, so we trip on ourselves <laughs> when dancing. But some of you just know any move, any beat, you can. Some of you just look at somebody do once and you can catch it. Some of us, simple moves. <laughs> and we'll be going and causing our two left feet to start moving. So when they are going right, we're going left. And when they are going left, we're going right. And we're just causing so much confusion. And some of you know you can hold the notes. Some of us know we can't hold air. So you don't give us notes. <laughs> because when you try. And some of you know that your key can be found on the keyboard. <laughs> you know. You know your key hasn't been manufactured on earth. <laughs> so you don't join a choir. <laughs> Only angels can respond to your key. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So um Some people have been called to an office role or position. So um, let's read um, Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5. And then we can read Ephesians 4 verse 11 to 12. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. But so far, you see all that I've mentioned, is a call for all of us. Praise the Lord. You've been called. There's a purpose for which God sent you on earth. There's a purpose out wide right out of three billion spams. You were the one they, that came out. Because there's a purpose God has fashioned you for. You are a solution to an ailment in the generation that you are born in. You are a solution to a problem for the generation that you were born in. And so all of us have been called to a purpose. Nobody is without any purpose. Nobody is an accident. Nobody is a mistake. Praise the Lord. Nobody is an accident or a mistake. If not, Solomon who was born of Bathsheba, is it Bathsheba? Shouldn't have been the one selected as king of the sons of David, right? But nobody is an accident. Everybody has a purpose. The fact that it's not come or is not made known to you yet does not mean that you don't have a purpose. That it's a special prerogative of some people, and the king, God chooses to make some people have purpose, and others no. All of us have a purpose. And even if it means that um, Mephibosheth's nanny, the purpose was to hide Mephibosheth. That name, I mentioned it. (laughs) Was to hide him at the time that Saul's household was being destroyed. If that was all, she was a nanny to keep that child. But it didn't end well with that child anyways. So maybe she shouldn't have done that work. Anyways, but that was her purpose. The Bible is a Prophet Prophet says it's Pasco, it's all of that. We learn from it. It's Pasco and it's present co as well. And it's future co. Wow. It is cool. The Bible is cool. So we learn a lot from these things because now nipe pre oper what david intended to do for the household of saul was a good thing but bad influence he caused mephibosheth to think of himself more highly than what he ought to the thing is that god has moved on from saul's household and david being having a good heart wanted to bless the household of saul and there was this one person that had been hidden and instead of enjoying the goodies of the king's table, he had eyes for too much. Praise the Lord. He wanted more than he could handle. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can we please read a scripture called to a role of office or position? Eli are you still reading for me?
1: Yeah, Jeremiah 1
2: 5. Yes, you read it already. <laughs> okay.
1: And you? Okay. I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb, before you were born. I set your parts and anointed you as my prophet to the nations. Amen.
2: Amen. I think I asked that we read another scripture or. Um, Ephesians. Ephesians for
1: eleven to twelve. Okay. Ephesians for eleven, to twelve. Okay. Now these are gifts Christ gives to the church the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors. The pastors and the teachers, sorry. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. Amen.
2: Amen. So there are these roles and positions and offices that God has called people to specifically. So when we started, we talked about foreknowledge. Jeremiah 1.5. God said before he was born, he knew him. And he called him a prophet unto the nations. So somebody explains it that Jeremiah was born in the priesthood line. He was a priest, but his particular call office was a prophet. So if he spent his days going before the altar and off- offering incense and sacrifice and killing bulls and rams, he was in the wrong place because what God has called him specifically for was to be a prophet to the nations. Hallelujah. And then Ephesians tells us about the giftings that God has given all of us. In the body of Christ, pastors, teachers, evangelists, apostles. They are all to build the body of Christ. They are all to build the house of God. And so we know apostle. Apostle knows his calling. He's been called an apostle. He's a priest, but at the same time, he's a king. So in his call as an apostle to the house of God, he also has the mountains. Praise the Lord. He has the mountains that God has called him to dominate on. And he has quite a few. If you go to God, he'll tell you. (laughs) If you go to God, he'll tell you the mountains he's asked him to dominate on. He has quite a few. So he's just not called an apostle. He's also an entrepreneur. He's also other things I'll not say till the day God permits him to say it himself. Praise the Lord. Or Prophet Debbie says it herself. But he has been called aside entrepreneurship, you see the things business and so on he's been called to raise leaders, praise the Lord he 's been called into leadership as well called to raise leaders and there are other things that he's going to bet soon that will let you understand the places the role that God has called into praise the Lord but one thing I want to um, a note I want to add here that there's um, you see, once a person has been called to an office, there's a capacity, there's a responsibility, there's power, authority that has been given to the person. So if I've been called a prophet, there's an authority, there's a, um, there's responsibility, there's power I've been given to do what I need to do as a prophet. So if I've been called to be a prophet of, um, let's say, Zion Impact. I'll be speaking and seeing the mind of God and bringing it to you and enforcing certain decisions and things that God has purposed and done for this household. If I've been called categories of calling, if I've been called a prophet unto the nations like Jeremiah, then I am beyond the household of Israel. God will be revealing other things in other nations to me and you give me jurisdiction, you give me power and authority to enforce those things. Praise the Lord. And if I be called a prophet global, that means I'll be sitting in my little corner and God will be speaking to me about things in China. And he will give me the right to enforce I can pray and change certain things in China, sitting in Ghana. Praise the Lord. So I know there's a fight over who is a nation's prophet when it comes to politics. The nation's prophets will start prophesying soon. Who will win and who will lose? Is their jurisdiction? If they've identified the call, the Ghana is their own, so they can prophesy. But they can't prophesy about us. They may just land in hot waters if they try. But one that is, and again, it is up to us to be open to the things, possibilities God can use us for. When we limit ourselves, the Scripture says, "If God will start, find a man that stands in the gap." When you limit yourself, that oh, I'm a prophet. To God just said, "You call me to Ghana," and so you are just in Ghana. You may be limited to that operation. A neighbor prophet will be called to do things for the nations. Hallelujah! You don't limit the hand of God. You give Him free will. Praise the Lord! And let me add this here: that because we are serving under an apostle and prophet, Odo says, an apostle with a prophetic mandate, and he has so apostle prophesies. He's a prophet. <laughs> prophet Odo calls him prophet. Prof and he prophesies and those of us serving under him, we will also become prophets. Hallelujah. It's because the oil rubs over. So if I work in the office of the president, I have some prerogatives and some rights and some, um, things I do to foster the office of the president. It doesn't mean I'm the president. But a lot of the times people mistake that to mean that they are the president. So if I am the special assistant to the president, some places the president goes, I can go. Because I'm working to foster his office, but that doesn't make me the president. But some people assume that because that oil wraps over, we can all start seeing. If we're working under a sea, we we'll all start seeing. We we'll all start um prophesying. It's rubbed off, we'll all be prophesying. But once that office, that person who carries the office, it is his prerogative. We are just being, we're surrounding him to foster and enforce and make his work easy. So the office, I work at the office of the president and some people feel, hey, do you know who I am? I work in the office of the president. But the day that president is not there, and even the president, he's in an office, the day that office is taken away from him, he's no longer. And so I'm saying this because I'm, I'm I'm trying to make a point again. So because Jesus Christ was with their disciples, they went about casting out demons, and they came back happy. That, oh, the demons and so on, they obeyed our voice. And Jesus said to them, Rejoice that your names are written in the book of life, are written in heaven, not that the demons and the forces and all that obeyed you, Why? Because that grace they were enjoying was because Jesus imparted it. But when he left, what did they do? They went hiding in the upper room. They all decided to go back to fishing. But were they not powerful men healing the sick? Demons were obeying them and screaming and leaving. So sometimes you need to honor and recognize the office you are under. That some of the things you have is by reason of association and proximity. Praise the Lord. It may not be your own some it is your own but you need to understand which one is yours so i may be operating under apostolic grace by reason of the head i have but that doesn't mean i'm an apostle so i can't go around calling myself apostle linda except god tells me that having he's called me an apostle praise the lord otherwise i'll be walking in eros sons of skiva The demon will tell you, I know Paul. I know Apostle Kingsley. But who are you? Then you say, I am Apostle Kingsley. Your whooping will be... Your whooping will be minor. Don't worry. You will not be whipped too much. (laughs) So you need to understand. And so there are times that when I'm ministering, I stand in that office. But I know I am just using apostolic grace by reason of association and extension, proximity. I don't make it my own. So I know when I am out of that, I am out of that. So if God says he's called me a prophet, I accept that call. But God will let you know what he has called you to. Praise the Lord. And there's a last call that should have come before this, being called out of fallow grounds. So it's a story of blind Bartimaeus. Let me find the scripture for us so we can complete this session. So let's look like uh, at um, Mark ten forty nine. Then John ten verse three to four. Mark chapter ten verse forty nine.
1: Uh. When Jesus heard him, he stopped and said, Tell him to come here. So they called the blind man. Cheer up, they said. Come on, he's calling you. But Jameel threw aside his coat, jumped up, and came to Jesus. Amen. 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 Oh, I'm um, sorry.
2: John 10, verse 3 to 4.
1: John chapter ten verse twenty four. <clears throat> the gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep recognize his voice and come to him. He calls him, he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. After he has gathered his own flock, he walks ahead of them, and they follow him because they know his voice.
2: Amen. 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 Okay, so um, I was talking about being called out of obscurity. So blind Bartimaeus was blind in that situation for a while. Okay, We know he was, Jesus was passing by and he called out to him. And Jesus sent the people to call him out of his situation that he was in. And when he heard that, they said the master was calling him. He dropped his cloak. Everything that was a hindrance, everything that was a limitation, everything that was a burden. He dropped that and followed the voice of Jesus. He followed the master who had called him. Today, God is calling all of us who are seated here today out of fallow grounds. Whatever is the limitation for us, whatever is a hindrance, whatever has kept us, whatever cloak we've put on ourselves, cloak of family, cloak of lineage, cloak of um, career, cloak of whatever it is, that has limited us, that we cannot hear the voice of God. Today, he's walking amongst us and he's calling us to himself. Praise the Lord. He's calling us to himself, calling us out of that place that has made us fruitless. That place that has made us fruitless, not being fruitful to the master. Because Jesus Christ tells us of a parable where the master has planted a tree and comes looking for fruits on it every year. The third year, he didn't find anything. And he told the keeper, cut this tree off. And he said, I beg of thee, let me mulch, um, hold it up, break the grounds around it, and give it some water. Give it some life, something that will bring it back to life. And if after that, it still does not bear fruit, cut it off. Today, this session is a session like that. Fire camp is another opportunity for you to come out of that fallow ground where you've been planted for a while. See, the confusions we've given ourselves are just confusions because we make them so. We give them priority over the voice of God. Hallelujah. There are a lot of us, in fact, everybody here has received prophecy. Everybody here. There's no one here who hasn't been prophesied to in your entire life be it 16 years, be it 50 years or 70 years, you have received prophecy. That prophecy is the mind of God concerning your life, of the things that he has asked you or wants or expects of you. Because he says he has called Jeremiah before time began. That means Jeremiah with God was a prophet. He stood in the courts of God. And interceded for the nations. But God needed a man like Jeremiah on earth. So he sent him here. And so when he came, he was called a prophet. But because he landed amongst priests, he was behaving like a priest. And God says, I have called you a prophet. I have called you a prophet before time. And he has known him. God knows all of us. Don't be fooled, that's. A bit of darkness around you, so God cannot see you. God knows you and God has given you a name. Isaiah 45. He says he's called you by name and you are mine. Because that name, Christ, is on you. You bear that name. So you've been called of. You've been called of God. But I know, so for a while, I know for myself. I I realized there were a lot of things that, inspire me. One of them being um, order. Structure. (laughs) I know (laughs) Reverend Robin came to tell me once about analysis. I can be doing systems analysis. Processing things in the box like it has to fit. If it doesn't fit it is not eh. (laughs) I have to This was me, so for a while, I wanted to be in the military. I like uniform because I like order. (laughs) Oh, and that nature of mine is still there, even though I didn't get to, because my parents forced me out of it. Like most of you, and the lady who did the home economics, she doesn't like cooking. My parents forced me out of it. Then I wanted to, the military thing wasn't working. I wanted to be a computer, um, whatever, specialist. I wanted to work where the missiles were, program things. (laughs) That was... I wanted to be a systems analyst. I wanted to be close to the missiles and things, program, that was me. I wanted to join the Navy. Then they said, no, I said, okay, they said military was too hard, the way I am when i was younger they all called me mrs yako's <laughs> so they said no so i said navy they said no that wants you be a sea woman have you heard some the sea man so <laughs> i can't be i can't be a sea woman i can't go to sea so i said okay all right so you so i went to associate to do computer anyways i still wanted to do something about it. then we met one lecturer <laughs> But Debbie is laughing because we met one lecture. <laughs> the IT lecturer said, I'll ship the assignment to you and ship it back to me. We're like, hey, ship in Abel And you come concatenation. The guy taught us history of computers and we're confused. <laughs> history of computers. So I don't say anything. The whole class was confused <laughs> we're just thinking <laughs> how the computer started and all that the class was confused it was like programming maybe java programming or something <laughs> introduction to computers oh my god but the man is a doctor he knows his stuff but he's not called a teacher such a person is an administrator but he didn't find his calling or he's been trying things for you to teach simple, something simple as, oh, computer started in 19, this person first, this first was the first way, and it was called whatever I was, etiquette and all that. <laughs> the class was confused. The class was confused completely. I'm not joking. This is a serious matter. It was like, ah. So the guy kept teaching us computer science. He taught us C++ Charlie by the time the class we're all so confused, so we migrated to business. <laughs> 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 but when Debbie says mass exodus. <laughs> we all migrated. <laughs> We're just thinking, ah, what is this? Upper sun semicolon things. The guy was talking things like. We're just completely lost. <laughs> I upper Sunday in semicolon, so there. and English. <laughs> they never seen that. And logic, it was confusing. So those of us, we didn't have the heart for it. We didn't we, now, we wanted to be somewhere else, and they forced us here. So we migrated to business quietly. Oh, of the almost way. And Professor Debbie's class was somebody like that who came. There was also some exodus for her class. Some people migrated. so <laughs> it happens a lot <laughs> we migrated so I migrated from CS and I continued with business but I realized that from onset okay, I loved to read and I loved to just engage in little, little debates, I'm quiet but I process a lot of things and so way back, God has been speaking to me about law but stubbornness Stubbornness, indeed. I kept telling myself, aside stubbornness, all the lawyers I've seen in movies. Please, it's not in real life. All of them I've seen in movies are liars. They are thieves. They are criminals. They are cooks. And how can a born-again woman like me <laughs> become a lawyer? It was unheard of. So I kept telling myself I wouldn't. So I struggled through the business, even though it was weak. So I should have pursued law earlier. But I didn't because I've been going around in circles looking for what will be, even though I had the inclination. So I remember one of the days, even Bishop Boche, Prophet Keith, a lot of people have given me prophecies about the law thing. Because see, from eternity, God has called me an advocate and I stand in the courts as an advocate. And God has given me that grace. And he sent me here as a lawyer amongst other things the prophets and all but so that i could advocate the issues of his children so they don't go find people who are of the world to mess you up because they don't believe they was already want to see you imagine there's a case about church and all that and you can find a lawyer who just collect money people's offerings and sacrifice we should be used for something better we'll be used to go and buy a ferrari and somebody be driving fast on some highway and wasting the money. right? But if you gave it to a conscientious lawyer, or even a conscientious lawyer would not probably charge you for that. And they will have the mind of God concerning the issue even before it gets to court. And they would advocate it ahead. But I didn't have this understanding. So I kept running away, running towards something and everything. So one day, God caught me. He caught me right on time. I had delayed the process. Because instead of going to sit in concatenation and upper sand class and the history of ordinators, ordinate, or whatever <laughs> computers were called, I could have been sitting in the law class and pursued that way. So now I have a degree in business, I have a degree in law. And I have to now. It's a good thing, but not a good thing. <laughs> It's a good thing, but not a good thing. Because as much as businesses, we can all study it on our own without really going to sit in class. No offense to business students. Me, I did business, so. <laughs> like, Prophet, WCA, HR is not <laughs> something you <laughs> would It's common sense the things yes but you can there's so much information okay so i spent so many years knowing that this was my inclination that it was there but i gave myself all sorts of excuses so i ended up doing it but you see because of time okay and god has favored me through the process because favor even when i started it it was favored throughout it was difficult terrain difficult situations but you see i could sit and read things and i got it I could go through it because of the way I am, or God has fashioned me. I could read and understand. So even though I didn't get time to study, and because I had the Holy Spirit, last minute, because my work didn't allow me room, last minute I could go and sit behind the book and just say, Holy Spirit, show me what to read, and I'll start reading. When I get to the example, it will come. Most of those areas will come. So I'll write, but not, oh, you can, the Holy Spirit is available. He says he will teach you all things. He didn't say all things scriptural, all things. he says all things. And the world as we see it was formed. The Holy Spirit hovered over the chaos and brought sanity. So if it's physics, chemistry, biology, um, finance, the Holy Spirit knows all of it. Whatever, Python, Java, whatever language. The Holy Spirit tongues. Who can interpret and write tongues? So all those programming languages are a small thing. But we do not use what we have to get what we need to have or want. Unlike the people, it says that sons of this world in their generation are wiser than the children of light. Because the person knows that if I want this thing, then let me find Mama Rebecca. Give her a nice watch. Take on a trip to Dubai. If I get to the presidency, or even if I say anything, the president will do it. But that's Christians, we don't know how to go on our knees in our closet and say, Father, this is it. This contract has to come to the children of light. And so we'll be struggling with the people who we'll take people abroad and bring things and all that. And oil the system of the world. We don't oil our spiritual system. So we oil the, they oil the system of the world. It works for them. Then we go and stand there and compete with them without praying, without consulting God, without asking, Father, should I go? Is this thing, would it come to me? Is it worth the time? Okay, so you, it is all we need to do is to ask. All we need to do is to ask. Just ask, Holy Spirit, I need this. What is your mind concerning this matter, God? As simple as that. And don't be scared that he will refuse you a good thing. If God refuses you what looks good to you, it is not good. It is as simple as that he's the only person who is good so if this my maruda so talking about me again a bit just to encourage you so even the cars i like they are hardy cars i keep saying it i don't like the smooth cars because this is just me i don't know how that has to do with law but i know how it does with other things it's for undercover operations praise the lord so it's, it's, it's a side of me so I realized I'm not denying it me, I'm encouraging it I keep telling the apostle he has to get me a maruda it's like a tanker taka. so this is me and so I realized and I realized there are some colors certain colors I like before I didn't understand but I realized that it's part of the callings God has given me so I realized I like green I like white As for the greens there, I think it's still with my military thing But I think I'm a soldier as well in heaven. (laughs) I am a soldier of the Lord. So I just like green and doing some investigations and things. So I like some undercover things. And I realized that the healing grace, green also stands for that. And it's a grace God has given me. He keeps talking about So there are certain things I like and I do because, and I like blue, navy blue, dark blue, light blue, but generally navy blue again, navy sea. So, (laughs) but it has to do with the prophetic, okay? So you realize that there are certain things in nature now that you like. I don't know if you like black, I don't know what it means. (laughs) So somebody come and ask me, how about black? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So don't ask me. But I realized as well that the other thing is red. So I always seem to have some red around me. So all these things speak to the call that God has given me. Praise the Lord. And so yesterday I went somewhere and there was this very cute boy. who was on assignments. And the guy just came and kept looking at me and smiling. He was so cute. The guy has this bright light. He was a child. Then God reminded me of the children's assignment he's given me by that child that I haven't well, done. Father, forgive me. <laughs> so he reminded me of it. You see, God is using all sorts of things to point me to my call. All sorts of things. And some of you, you know, you probably have that nurturing gift for children. But you, don't, you can't place it as a call. And so you are living in fallow grounds and you are trying to manage adults and it's not working. You have a boss you can't manage, he gets on your last nerve. It's just difficult, yet you know how it's relaxing when you come amongst children, but you don't see it as a call. And we thank God for the life of Victor Egan, who has taken this seriously. And has realized that God is calling him to a particular ministry concerning children. I'm not sure what he did in Ashesi, whether it was MIS, BA, or whatever it is. But whatever he's done is just to give him the paper qualification so men can listen to you. So some of you are pursuing degrees now, it's not too late. But so that men can listen to you, so don't say it's a dropout. Paul was all sorts of things. He was a lawyer, he was a Pharisee, he was all of it. So he can be all things to all men. So when Paul spoke to kings and priests and, and governors, they listened to him because he came with from, the front, from, the, from the basis of intelligence and wisdom. And that is what they need to listen to. But at the same time, he was also a Jewish boy. He was a Roman and a Jew at the same time. <clears throat> he was a commoner. So he could relate to the common people. Praise the Lord. So your education is not a waste. Whatever it is God is giving you now. But there are certain inclinations you know you have. Okay? I know I don't like cooking. Recently, God was talking to me. Kitchenist. I even told Prophet Debbie I was coming. And I didn't go. It's just me. Father, forgive me again. But I know, I keep saying that um, I won't bake. Well, I'll bake to save my life. <laughs> If I was caught by ISIS and I had to bake to get out, I'll <laughs> I would bake. But you find me on a normal day, mixing butter and that thing is very, it's a lot of work. I respect those who bake. It is not easy. Cleaning that butter and things, thats I can't just see myself doing that. And when it splatters all over the kitchen. Ah. So, but I, I cook. I just love to put things together. So I'll try different dishes and meals. And it was one of the projects I wrote in Ashesi, um, one of the class entrepreneurship or something like that about a Christian resort where there's food cooking, different dishes and all, and there's music. People like Prophet Keith can come and play and minister and prophesy while they are eating. So I realized again that this is a call I have. So I am not... <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> So again, I'm using, these are things I realize I like. So I realize God has given me many arms. Okay? So there's not one, some of us are not called to one thing. There are certain people who have been called to one thing. Okay? the um, Maybe the Isaiah's, the Ezekiel's, the Jeremiah. There are some people who have been called to just one thing. And they can't, Paul was, is an apostle. Apostles usually operate in all. He was a tanner, he was a lawyer, he was a Pharisee, he was a politician, he was a Jew, he was a Roman. This guy was everything. He was a sailor. He could tell you the weather and all that and tell you this ship is going to crash. Believe it or not, he was a prophet. He was an apostle. He was a healer. He, he, did, he was an evangelist. He did everything. And so some of us have the grace to do a lot more than just be limited to one. And so the best way to begin to find yourself is to begin to appreciate these things that God has innately put in you. Okay. Some of you realize that when your friends come around, you are the chief organizer. You just, they just rely on you. Organize. You're an organizer, and some of you just know that when they are, they will not listen to you, but when they hit the rocks, they come back. And you are saying something like this, and you are like their counselor. They don't really read. They just think you're boring. But that is a call. Oh, yes, they say you're boring. And some of you in paying them. they call your parents, say you're in them. Your siblings say you're in them. Your teachers say you're in them. It's time to begin to explore Identify what that in pain them is leading to. Okay, what is that that you have? Some of you just sit down, you have ideas. You just have ideas, plain, so you can write a book, but you limit yourself to oh yes, medicine in even though you can see say you and Panier, you don't add anytime you Come together is a quadratic equation sign pine all the lines will come in before you can find the solution yet you haven't identified that you could go into hospital entrepreneurship right that you don't need to be the doctor but you can employ doctors you have the degree you understand how that system works but you don't have to become fixated in sitting behind the desk and listen to people's boring diseases You just can't stand it. And some of you may not be into pharmaceuticals right now, but God is giving you ideas in that area. But you're telling yourself, I have to go and study pharmacy. I have to go and do this. And again, one thing I realize is that I love fashion. So I keep dreaming of my boutique. I am not limiting myself in any area. It's just some... Areas that God is giving me ideas for whatever reason. So I need to appreciate. So I keep like um, Mary. I keep brooding. It says Mary heard all those things and considered them in her heart. So I keep considering those things that at the right time. Okay, don't be like me who said lawyers were liars. Don't be somebody who's, who who God is calling, calling to entertainment. You can do rap. I don't listen to rap but you can rap your way out of anything and everything. (laughs) You can rap your way out of anything and everything, but you are telling yourself rap is for gangsters and things, so you are not exploring that option. Some of the things God is calling you to are to these mountains in these times. But it is the time for the manifestation of the priesthood and kingship. This era that we're in is the, the time for us to manifest all of it. Because we need to take dominion. Praise the Lord. We need to take dominion. We need to rule. So God is calling us back to those things that he has planted in us. The mountain of arts and entertainment is for the children of God. It was when Miriam and co worshipped in the desert. Sang made music to God. That God delivered them, remembered them. Miriam and ko raised up songs. Moses had a song. That deliverance came to them. Praise the Lord. And oh, there was another one that came to mind. It was the women singing that spared David on and spared Saul on. <laughs> It was music that spared David on. David killed his, Saul killed his thousands. David killed his ten thousands. But music does a lot to the soul and the spirit. So when you have the right lyrics and the right beats and the right rhythms combination, you can win a lot of people. So there's a generation, the youth won't like what I like. It is fine. It's not a fight. At some point I was a youth. I didn't like what my parents liked. So some people need to feed that group of people. There's a test and there's a hunger and there's a market. So some people, but it has to be fed with the right content. And if there are no Christians there who can give you a song that you can dance to, that you like, that is holy and wholesome, then the people who are taking over now will be taking over. Praise the Lord. Then people who are taking over now will take over. So there are certain things that come to you naturally. There are certain colors that you love. There are certain things. They all speak to you about the calls God has given you. There are some of you, you are just handy. So you don't fit in MIS class or computer science or business. But because we don't respect our technol- um, technology schools, technical schools, you force yourself to come and do um, what electrical engineering. In a chassis, so you can meet. I was there some. Yet you can't really use that for much. But you know, when you, you're a thinker, when you find things, you can combine, you can build as a camera stand right now. But you're not exploring it because you've done something that is in a box, blue colored job. You have to be in an office. Some of you know that now, right now, some of you guys, you can't just wear tie and suit. It is not you. You always have to dress down and fold your sleeves. Stop asking yourself, why do I always fold my sleeves when I even. <laughs> even when I wear shirt, I have to roll up the sleeves. Because you're a handy person, you and nature. And you need to start exploring that. You need to start exploring. That is where your call is. And some of you do your dreams. God has spoken to you severally you probably find yourself always cooking and serving, not the witchcraft type. (laughs) Any time God speaks to you, it's about food, except you love food, but you know you don't love food. But God uses food scenarios. Explore that because the food industry, it is very difficult. One lecture of us said, it's very difficult for anybody to make a loss cooking food. Eh. Well, some people still make a loss. Because <laughs> some food you eat, you don't want to go back there. <laughs> but you know, there's a talent. Okay, me, I want to really explore that food thing. So again, I'm going to go back and talk to Kitchenester. I want to really explore that option. Some of you have it. Some of you, where you are now, you know it kills you. At some point before God gave me permission to leave my job, I'll go and sit in my parking lot thirty minutes just staring at the building. <laughs> <laughs> I could just be staring packed door facing the building. <laughs> I'll be staring at us after a while, I bet to my prayers just to psych myself up to enter. Just get out of the car and enter the building. And it was good because God was preparing me for next week. If he hadn't gotten that bad, I'd still be struggling with corporate world because of money. Why? Because of money. Who killed this man? We three. <laughs> and why? Because of money. <laughs> I was, because of money, I was just staring at the building. I could sit there for a week, and sometimes when I see my boss coming, I was like, oh. Then I'll just follow because I have to be at my desk before he gets in. I was executive assistant to the CEO. So, yeah, it was also training for me. It was a call. God was just teaching me the insights of the things at the top. Okay, management skills. See, Joseph was called to governance and business. He was called to leadership. But if he had stayed in his father's house, he would have been a shepherd. He would have been good in naming the lambs <laughs> and doing outdooring ceremonies for the, <laughs> the sheep, they used that gave birth. <laughs> and you have never known anything about business or managing the affairs of a country or delivering a people from poverty and from famine so god had to pick joseph out of his comfort so some challenges and struggles you are facing today some discomfort like my own i had to leave that place but because of money I kept going, but I couldn't get myself to climb every day. Sometimes when I managed to get out of the car, I sit at the front desk. Because uh, <laughs> so I see my boy's car entering, then I pick my things and go to the top. But Joseph would have become a shepherd boy. But the discomfort he felt, even though he had dreams, those dreams weren't going to be manifested if he was still in his father's house. As long as his brothers and mother and father were feeding him, they were not going to come and bow down to him. And as long as the world he had was his father's and mother's, he wasn't going to be. They weren't going to come and bow to him. He had to bow to them. But God had to force him out of the situation. And when he got him out of that situation, he took him to a business manager's house, Potiphar, where he could learn the trade. He could learn accounting, he could learn business, he could learn administration. And after that, he needed to learn humility. So he threw him into jail to just bring him down. Because he was the favorite in the man's house, Potiphar's house, anything he wanted, he got. So how would such a person, just like Moses, really appreciate the fine things of nature and of God? But he needed, um, according to accounts, he was in jail like for 10 years. So within that time, no, phone, nothing, he had to just rely on God. He had to trust in God. And from there, because he had lent obedience to suffering, God could trust him with the throne. Praise the Lord. So Moses had an inclination. He just realized he had a love for the Hebrew people even though he was raised up in the palace of Egypt and he didn't know what that desire was for so I'm telling you today some of you don't we're going to go through the process and we're going to go and ask God and you're going to let your imagination is sanctified praise the Lord let your imagination run wild, and don't be scared to dream big okay. I dream about being Auntie Lizzie one day. (laughs) It was my dream. (laughs) Uh, Where the horse riders and all those people, when I'm coming, Queen Auntie Lizzie is coming, Queen Linda. (laughs) Joseph was a prime minister in Egypt when he was a Hebrew boy. So it's not far-fetched that I can be the Queen of England. So it is my dream. One day, who knows how God will make it. Maybe my siblings will sell me off. (laughs) (laughs) They may sell me off, but that is fine. Once they sell me, I know my dream is coming to pass. (laughs) But that's the thing. A lot of you complain about even the good things God is doing. We may not look like it. Okay, so Moses had that inclination. He was raised in the palace. But for some reason, he just realized he liked the Hebrew people. And he didn't like what Ramses and the rest were doing, his brothers. But there was an inner thing that was just telling him, look, you don't belong here. And some of you have that strong way, you don't belong here. And you just know, but you're just telling yourself, hey, it's too much, hey, me my family cry, nobody has amounted to anything. How can I see? Um, what it? What are the cars we're fighting about now? Yeah, the Ferraris, the Lamborghinis, the Maseratis, uh, Rolls Royce. The the men of God. Where me? Where garage? Who will be like that's one? Those are the ones I want. The one they display on social media. The cars in the garage. Those cars. And you tell yourself that. Well, there come here, you need to start believing in the God who has all things the God of the universe whom you know and serve okay, the fact that your parents haven't traveled outside of their village and they <laughs> and y'all say so you are already thinking hey it is wayo a friend of mine she wanted to travel so badly she wanted to go to dubai so dubai oh dubai dubai you ever go dubai so what she started doing by faith every day she's into insurance when she's going to work for madina to go and drive around the airport's roundabouts <laughs> Maybe tomorrow's session will be crazy fate <laughs> or impossible fate. She'll go and drive round airport roundabouts before going to work. Every morning she kept doing that for like three months. And then she'll tell me, and I'm like, Hey, Dubai, the way mean your safe then I have to go. I'm like, Okay, me right now. I think I me, I want diplomatic passports. And one thing I keep telling God, this is me. I don't pay for my dreams. Nobody will come and collect dues for me or tax. Akufa don't come and tax my dreams. So I keep telling myself, I want a diplomatic passport. My boss says he's going to get an honorary doctorate degree. Me too, I said, I want an honorary doctorate degree. So I'll be called Dr. Linda, but I don't want to work for it. (laughs) As the boss is getting, I am also getting. As by association. So she does that three months. Then, I think after the third, the third month or the fourth month, at the same time, she was expecting she was believing God for a child. She's gone to sew things. she's adopted somebody's baby, couldn't take care of, she was doing all that. By faith. She's not saying, oh, it is not there. She knows there's a challenge. So one day, a friend of hers who works in SEPS, says, you know what? I want to travel, but I don't want to go alone, so I want somebody to go with me. And I'll pay for your tickets. All you have to do is find accommodation. And she had a friend who was working with a diplomatic way already in Dubai, Ghana office. And so it was, she was like, Can you believe it? My friend says, I'm like, "I should says, yes, she says she wants company. She's old, Kakara Oniba. So she just says, Oh, she wants company. And the way she's hardworking, she just wants her to go along. That's how come her three months round, airport roundabout took her to Dubai. She went to Dubai, enjoyed Dubai, and came back. She didn't pay anything for it. She went touring places. She has pictures to put on Instagram and Facebook that are not fake news, actual pictures. So sometimes you know there's an inclination and this lady is very forceful. This is her nature. Anything she sets her mind, she'll start small, no matter how small. She just started. Right now she's into baby clothes and all that. And I know this business is going to expand. She started it off by just Getting clothes, baby clothes, but I know soon she has plans to travel outside and go and start bringing baby stuff. And soon she'll become probably one of the biggest distributors of baby stuff. But it starts as a dream, and she's following it. She's a Christian like all of us. Okay, she's a Christian like all of us. So I want us to just start that process. There are things you know. Some of you know you like accounting, but you are doing computer science. You know your numbers, your love for numbers is not for logic and systems and steps. But you are in the computer science class instead of accounting. Nothing stops you from getting the computer science degree and then going to pursue ACCA or something that gives you that qualification. Who knows, you'll be developing the next um, pastel and all those other accounting softwares. You know, there's a process. Okay, God makes man... That he uses other men in the process. Man is not made by man. Man is made by God. But he doesn't alienate other people in the process. So that was that is making you uncomfortable. Start exploring what it is that God is saying in that office, that neighbor. Is there a business solution? Okay, for that. Because we're all sitting here, we can all be entrepreneurs. I told you my cooking. Maybe you your father has land somewhere. It's just clearing it. Now I'm saying since what I think the first time, street sorry, street bars have become a popular thing. All you need to do is to find some disco lights, find some wooden structure, put chairs on the streets. And you started a bar. Okay. But we're two Christians are always self conscious. Somebody says everything is self, selfie, self this, self that. We are too self conscious that we cannot begin from the basics. We always want to force God to use what we have acquired to make what we want. Instead of allowing God to use a stick like he did with Moses to lead us, what doesn't make sense? Praise the Lord. So I know I've said a lot this afternoon. About their call and the called out ones. That we all have this basic calling. So if not for anything, you can become a friend. You are brothers and sisters by reason of Jesus being the firstborn child. So you are already. And some of you, you just know that God hasn't speaking to you about your marriage. It's because there's a call in that. Praise the Lord. There's a call in that. So you need to identify. It doesn't mean you should rush into marriage. But rather means you should wait on God for it. Okay, And some of you should be owning oil fields. And you know, every day you dream, you are digging oil. <laughs> you are digging oil from something or the other. You hit a place and oil pops up. But you don't connect it to oil because they told you oil business is... Difficult, there are cartels in it. As a child of God, the lion of the tribe of Judah, when you have him residing in you, you are scared of you. You are not even trying to even start reading around it, gaining knowledge. God could have taken Joseph as an ignoramus or ignorant person and placed him as a prime minister. But he intentionally took him to training. God is not looking for ignorant people. Just ignorance. But he will train you and he will take you to training. And that's how come he's patient with us. And some of you, you are not getting the marriage you want because you haven't trained yourself yet. God will not bring you somebody's precious child to die of food poison. <laughs> 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 By the time you are done with the combinations... <laughs> One boxer was beaten abroad. Why? I say like, can we now have okro soup? Can we? Can we? can Oh, the can we? I Can we? Why a food? A chemist? it Mixing, mixing, mixing things. They brought can we from Ghana to go and meet him.
0: <laughs> okay.
2: And for some of you, we, you just want, and some of you men, you just can't really see yourself taking care of others. Your mind is not for development. Your mind is just your selfish needs. So God won't bring you somebody's precious daughter, an angel of his, for you to torment with your parochial, um, unilateral, single focused vision mind and turn into a cooking machine. Oh. <laughs> All you want is cooking and laundry and sex. So this person is a prophetess, it's a Deborah. This person is an Anna. I think it's for a reason that God didn't let Anna's husband last. Mm. Ah. Oh, it's a weapon. Sometimes God's justice instead. You don't go to hell or you go and join the angels. <laughs> You'll be given a harp or a, a banjo. <laughs> <laughs> you be oh baritone voice, or maybe join the bass, the angels, no, just so that his daughter would manifest his purpose. So some of you, God is not bringing that woman because you can't even deal with your own esteem issues. You already shaky even amongst your boys' boys. I draw now they roll with your boys. Vanessa, you just are so self-conscious. Until when God brings you a woman who knows her value, you want to step on that um, step-down transformer. <laughs> Just decide to step down on her, transform her downwards instead of upwards, so that he can still feel like the man in the house instead of appreciating the beauty and the diversity of the graces of God in the person's life. So God don't bring you anybody. Just chop your money and then give you seeds that don't belong to you. Because she found her value somewhere else. But they will crash can what the Just because you cannot really appreciate the beauty of God's the beauty in God's creation. So, the challenges, the fallow ground, some of you have found yourselves in, is self inflicted and self created. Praise the Lord. But there's hope and there's deliverance for you. Today, God is speaking to you. If only you would humble yourself. He says, Do not be like the Israelites who hardened themselves, their, their hearts, hardened their ears, and so they could not enter God's rest. The rest that he's given them. For 40 good years, the Israelites were roaming in fallow grounds. Wilderness. Why? Because of disobedience. God has spoken simply, I am taking to you to a land flowing with milk and honey. Some of you are seeing the giants now. And so you are back stepping. Father, we're not going to that land. Some of you are giants in a relationship God has chosen for you. And so you are backstepping. Father, this one there, in your This one there, I can't. But what if this is how you develop that, your intercession grace? Because you start praying over time. But if you are left alone, your most prayer mileage is two minutes. When you are praying over the food and when you are going to bed... That is all you pray. But these challenges are in your life so that you can press into God and not press out of God. God is giving you all a challenge, something to just push you out of your discomfort, out of your comfort. Okay, so don't cry too much. We have too many testimonies of people God has pushed out of their comfort. And when he did, the glory at the end was beautiful. Opportunities are not lost yet. God is the God of restoration. And he's the God of restitution. You may not have lost much or you think you've lost certain things. But if you come to him today repenting of your ways... See, all of you here, you are all supposed, by reason of the apostle you you serve, to control money. And when I say money, I don't mean millions. I mean money. It is all in your DNA, by reason of the father you have. And so, some of you realize your taste is fine. You have fine taste. fine taste, very fine it's because of the place God is taking you to some of you will be traveling countries just like that, diplomatic passports. it is in your DNA so you now you realize that you just have fine taste and you are struggling with it to save some of you can have fine taste Kempiski, Santoku, uh, uh, Namuninam. All of it goes here, comes out there. <laughs> but learn to control that desire and taste. Praise the Lord. Learn to control it. But money, dear Ubinya. Because one of the days, I think one of the 30 hours, God was speaking to me about the women. And he said, The women in this ministry, at the time, I think it was two years ago, fire, um, prayer marathon, he says, These women will control money. And I said, Father, women, the least crowd will dwell in millions. I said, Hey, Father, and prayer marathon, Omega, we are at Omega. All of us still. Some of us don't know brands and labels or designer. And I say ye yi It makes no difference. You don't have to. Some people carry bags with the label so you can see it's the label. Because some of the branded people they don't put their logos around the thing. So you wear the dress with the label <laughs> for people to see that five thousand dollars <laughs> na wache. now yet den. What you call invest this, some business crap and can you make multiple of it out. But people see you're holding 5,000. You're wearing 5,000. You're doing nothing. Nah, he says there's the greater glory ahead of us. I'd rather ride my Ferraris, Lamborghinis, Maseratis in heaven than be known for them here. And I'll be in a hen coop in heaven because i barely made it yet to get him one up my <laughs> <laughs> i i went in barely my, th- my dad car came and i said i'm not I'm short
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> 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 yeah barely i in your bosses. <laughs> And Jesus is going to ask you, friends. <laughs> How did you get in here? <laughs> okay, let's be patient. The things God has spoken about, they will happen. They will happen. I know those days when I used to drive with my daughter, I still do. When I see an old man riding a Mercedes G-Wag, I'm like, "Eh, car wey cries being underutilized." <laughs> I'm like, "Father, what did he do that in his late stage?" Answer no one Cause these cars are for young people. They are not for old pensioners. But why ye juma bread? So that car goes to pharmacy, buy drugs, and come and pack it back in the garage. So I ask God, Father, why? And I keep saying, Father, I want to ride my powerful cars in my youthful age. I don't want to be old. And then what? Yeah, yeah, the respectable man coming in way. It's not even, it's not fine. It's not fine. It's not fine it's not fine at all, you need to so position and align yourself God has wealth stored up for us in this generation in this current disposition. your mind shouldn't be straight into employment for me God had to take me to certain phases to learn me a lot more about business because he keeps talking to me about consultancy business management he keeps speaking to me about it And so that's why I say my position as it were close to is to see the mistakes that entrepreneurs make and so on and learn firsthand, not out of a book, but to learn so that when the doors open, I can start doing what he's asked me to do. And he says, he's given me the grace to revive businesses. It is up to me to start praying that grace into being. See, so God keeps speaking, but it won't happen in a vacuum. So he has spoken, he has given you an idea. So it means you need to learn these things. What makes businesses fail? Learn, and whilst you're learning, the Holy Spirit is inspiring and teaching you. Okay. I remember Prophet Debbie was talking about um, some family in the U.S. She was on a flight reading about them, and the angel appeared to him of that business or that family, started teaching him things, telling them stories, telling her stories that weren't written in the book. That is God. He goes into the beginning to correct things in the foundations. Some of you, your foundations are wrong. They've been twisted. And so that's how come we're here today. So don't stop dreaming big. It's a dream, but it would happen. Joseph had big dreams. It was a dream, but God was manifesting what there would be for him so he married the princess or the priest's daughter some of you men here say well some ladies there we can't we we can't marry them all. so some ladies they don't even approach yet that lady is your breakthrough yet you not approach because hey maybe said to me "What am I going to do, but that lady might be the one that will transform you out of your obscurity into the limelight. It's not just men that God uses, or God uses women too. God uses women as well, And you don't limit yourself. Praise the Lord. And God may be speaking to you about a certain woman, but I don't say, media don't qualify. But if God hasn't spoken to you and somebody is high on her horse, leave her alone on it. Otherwise, the horse will be using you for carpets. <laughs> that horse will ride over you, pastor, and you'll not recover. Well, don't worry, Prophet Debbie, be Prophet Keith and... Um, See, a Robin and Reverend Butre, they are there. Reverend Beryl, they'll do deliverance. Don't worry, they'll help you. Some of us, we warned you. So we'll just pass. Praise the Lord. But I've said a lot to help you in your calling, haven't I? Is it? Oh, wow. Thank God. Yay. Hey, yow. you are here. So this is what God intends for me to share today, but we're going to go through the process. I'm telling you that God has used so many things and I am not limited to one. You may have discovered one earlier and then now suddenly something else is a passion. Don't say, oh, it has changed. You may be called to do all of it. Praise the Lord. Business doesn't just mean selling and buying. Business also includes manufacturing. Business also includes farming. Agriculture is business. It's not NGO. I don't know why people like to seclude agriculture as though it's way. It hasn't even gained anything by the seclusion. It's a business. And so you may have family land. And you probably have some ideas. But it's telling you, you are being told, that's all, agri- you invest a lot, but the returns don't come early. and even when they come, they are very small. But Isaac farmed in farming and made a return. Jacob was at a disadvantage. He didn't have any speckled lambs to start with. But God gave him the ideas for the speckled lambs. And he had more. These things are all there. they are replete. The devil is replete with a lot of examples and um, God's voice. He's shouting at us. Daughters and sons, wake up off your slumber. Wake up out of your fallow grounds. Begin to do something. Begin to do something. Some of you, I know my sister, my, the one I'm after, she has this ability, she has the grace for teaching, for her dear. I keep saying, She's the only person who can teach for the students to clap for her. It's not church service, so. It's classroom. It's a grace she's been given from start. She has that. She likes, she's an avid reader. She teaches geography. Sedimentary rocks, igneous rocks, all that, um, mountains, plateaus, ridges, and they clap for her university students. It's a grace But she also has this ability, she's able to turn milk into yogurt and things. And I keep telling her that, look, explore it. You have students, they like to eat. You do yogurt, you cook, you do soap, all these things, add all of it. Don't limit yourself to one. But sometimes she'll start, then she'll pause, then she'll stop. I think it's something in my family, you have to deal with it. But a lot of you have various skills. In Some of you simple things you can do for your friends, you just do some things your friends love. Start trying to sell it. Now, say in social media per order and you deliver. So, if they don't order, you don't cook. It's not a bad thing. You don't make a loss, you don't go and sit by the streets. You actually just do delivery. People will pay for the delivery if it's good. Hajia okay. Memuna people order it, people go and queue in the morning. What is so special about it? Is it not rice and beans? Plus, watchy leaves. It is. So, we want to go through the motion. There's a lot you know you do it. Friends like to come for you, consultation, makeup, bridal stuff. And you love to read about it. Monetize it. Start making money out of it. Oh, I'm a consultant for weddings and all that. Put big titles. Write it out there. Some people would dare to pay because some people have money and they want the best. So I'm a jewelry consultant. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah, all is, I'll tell you, gold is silver, is we, that's all. But I've had consultants. So I beg you, those of you who are students and those of us who have graduated and those of us who are unemployed, except you're in full-time calling, which I'm doing now, you have no business sitting down and saying, I don't know what to do. Okay, Some of you could actually be reviewing, like reading, review books for people. Make a business out of it. You can just bring review scripts for people. Make a business part-time, something you know you sit up late reading. Start making, creating some business out of it. Something that will bring you income in the meantime whilst you wait for the big things. Praise the Lord. And we keep talking about partnerships. Some of you can partner. You have two CDs. I have two CDs. This person has five CDs. Let's get together and start doing something. Praise the Lord. The devil finds work for idle hands. But when you start small, like a master seed, God will start watering that. Praise the Lord. So we thank God for his word. I just want you to just close your eyes now with me. I know some of you have ideas. Don't be scared. I'm not going to ask you. I want you to just note it down. It's not for me to know. It's for you to know. It's for you to seriously know what God is calling you to. And don't be shy if he says, look, I want you to take your marriage seriously. Father, we thank you for your presence in this place. We thank you for angels, O God, assigned, Father, to realign people, Lord, to their destinies, Lord. And we ask that, Father, each of them, Father, receive a visitation, Lord, from the angel, O God Almighty, of their lives. Who would, Father, speak to them about their call? Father, because we're calling them out of fallow grounds, we're breaking fallow grounds. Actually, I see what looks like dry grounds breaking up. I see what looks like dry grounds breaking up and receiving oil and receiving oil and I'm believing and trusting God. Because like I said, I was, there was so much confusion on what to say today because I was thinking it has to be fallow grounds and soul sin and what causes you to be dry and all that. And God said to come and speak to you about calling. And so some of you, some of you may be asked to go back to school. Some of you may be seriously asked to go back to school to pursue a certain course. God doesn't need a certification. But man needs that. So that you may have credibility. It is not for God. It's not for God. And I see. Thank you Jesus. I see angels assigned to actually wrestle people out of parts that they're in. Some of you have been tied down in cages, cages of mindsets, and God wants to liberate you out of it. Cages of mindset that limits your thinking. On Sunday, God was speaking to some people about their entrepreneurs. That's the grace on them, but God says they should go and build music studios. He says he's bringing them money so they can build music studios. Because God is serious about this mountain of entertainment and arts. God created the beauty we see around. So God loves art. People use art to heal. By just looking at art, it speaks to you. Anna Makena, whatever her name is, the one who draws the portrait of Jesus. That portrait is doing wonders. A lot of people have different pictures of Jesus, but this is unique. And so God is interested in that entertainment industry. Because some people, by hearing music when David played the harp, saw God's deliverance from the demons that tormented them. Some people, God needs that music that is within you to bring deliverance to some people. There's a market God has earmarked for you. Play strings and arthritis, cancer, whatever it is, cerebral spinal meningitis, names you can't mention. There are demons behind those and they leave. God has given you that grace in your fingers that when you just drum at a guitar or you play drums, you just call down heaven and does breakthrough for people so I want you to just go just let your imagination run wild. don't limit and say oh it has to be some way it has to be in an office you may just see yourself in a setting and you may see somebody showing or pointing something out to you that is all that God wants you to know today or you may see yourself wearing a particular dress with certain colors. Wearing a particular dress with certain colors. And I want you to note it down. I want you to just note it down. Stretch out these things in your heart. You may say you know your call. Some of you are being called teachers, apostles. Some of you are nurturers, Caregivers. It is a natural thing God has given you. Your touch as a caregiver would give somebody breakthrough or deliverance. Your smile as a caregiver would relieve somebody's pain. That they've been feeling for years. Just your smile. And it is something God has put in you. One of the days, somebody was pursuing medicine. And they didn't know what to do. So Apostle asked us to pray, and we're praying. And I saw this person straightening bones, just working on bones, bones, bones. I said, ah. And I saw, like, sports people, bones. So I said, ah, these are people who break their bones, athletes. So I said, Apostle, this is what I'm getting. And he says, wow, this person actually is volunteering in a sports session. I said, wow. So I said, well, God says they should go and learn something about specializing bones. But God has already given them a field. At least. But why? For the kingdom. For the kingdom. And if there is a spiritual doctor, whatever they are called, who work on bones. Amongst these athletes, it's a field that is very untapped and unharnessed for God." You can imagine what there would be revival that would start in that place. And the rewards that will come to this person, this lady, just because they obey the call. Because at least almost left and right. So there may be something that you already like to do. Maybe you are just good at massaging, masseuse, But you see, sometimes the pressure and the tension we feel, the the our thoughts, our anxieties and things form knots in our bodies. And so you just placing anointed hands on those areas will relieve every stress that the enemy has put in the people's bodies. It is our anxiety and things that make sometimes you feel there are knots in your body. You feel there are certain tension points. But the God who formed the body knows how to relieve these things. So you can make an industry out of that. Don't say, oh, it's people's naked bodies and. Well, it's a choice. Again. So you just want to let your imagination go. If It's for your calling whether you've been called an apostle, like I said, we have dual well in these days priesthood and kingship. Priesthood and kingship, your own may just be manufacturing, yours may be manufacturing. You can think uh, you can develop design, yours is design, graphic design. You can come up with impossible designs you can see into heaven designs yet to come and you can design them on earth you need to be open and just let your magic i'm not telling you you are going to fulfill it yours may be journalism like you just want to report things that are happening correct reporting see in heaven report on earth
1: This is heaven's
2: forecast for today. And you can report things and alert the church to start praying. See, God has released diverse graces. It's not everybody who is a priest who is going to stand and offer sacrifices. It's not everybody who is called a high priest. There were various levels of priests. There are some who take care of the temple articles. There are some who take care of just the curtains and the rest. There are those who take care of the lampstands. There are those who carry the ark. You may be a priest whose calling is to bring in God's presence wherever you go, yours is to carry the presence of God into every service and so don't say oh i have to hold mic and say that said the lord and today we're teaching about um genesis how god created no yours is to carry the presence and yours may be to take care of god's household and so you may be a priest your job is to sponsor the ministry facilitate the work of the ministry yours is a priest as a minstrel when you lift up a song heavens clear up and open and you may not really even have the voice but when you pick because you've spent time in fellowship and because you were part of God's army choir of singers you being a part of the ministry causes it to flourish You may be that priest that offers sacrifice of atonement. God may be calling you into the priesthood intercession. Intercession. God may be calling you as an apostle, as a priest, but as an apostle of industry. Uncharted territories is where God is calling you to. And you find yourself that you do difficult things. You find yourself that all your ideas are multi-million dollar ideas but don't give up every idea you have is capital intensive oh the king of glory the king of the heavens and the earth the God who has the earth as his first door he doesn't spend currency all he needs from you is your faith that you believe he's able to give you the money to start that chain of hotels christian hotels where guests can actually relax and rest and by the time they wake up in the morning deliverance has taken place because the beds are still luxury not bank beds. Not wooden structures, luxury. They don't use taps, they use faucets. But by the time the water runs through the tap, they take a shower. It's the blood of Jesus that is washing them down. By the time they lie down, they are lying in clouds of glory. That no affliction, be it sickness, that they'll keep saying they don't know what is with this hotel it looks like a normal hotel but any time we come here we have peace any time we come here we dream dreams where things turn around for us it doesn't matter, the God we serve doesn't do little things but he works with little people he doesn't do little things He doesn't know how to do little things. He works with little people. He starts with us small. There are businesses in people's bellies. But we're not allowing them out. You may have started some. A little challenge here or there is just telling you that God needs you to intercede because they are strongholds in those industries they are things that have been controlling that mountain the philistine garrison is on that hill god doesn't want you to ignore them that is how come you are seeing things dwindle or not flourish god wants you to take them on and bring them down and so don't give up and say but lord it is hard he doesn't want you to co-dwell with the philistines no it was a mistake the fathers have made and so christian businesses have crashed have died out it was god's wisdom that he let the israelites he let pharaoh because they didn't like the animals and things or whatever they they were shepherds dwell amongst them and gave them a town outskirts because god knew he was going to deal with the egyptians during joseph's era he didn't tell them but he let them put them somewhere else so that he can deal with the enemy it is not for you to go dwell it is for you to take over and so until your prayer can stand in the courts and deal with the underhanded things that the enemy is bringing into the field, you may be struggling but it doesn't mean you should give in or give up it is time to let your prayer life revive Let your prayer fire catch the divine heavenly fire. Oh, this atmosphere is open. And I want you, some of you are struggling with school now. You know you need to go, but money is the issue. But it's because God wants your mind to be right. And needs you to hear this today. That that foreign land you are going to there is a purpose and if you can begin to appreciate that you are God's light he's sending out there that opportunity we may speak to you about scholarship Harvard is for human beings Cornell is for human beings NYU is for human beings MIT is for human beings it's not angels so do not say my abilities limit me and so i cannot dream of a harvard or a cornell harvard was started by christians the ivy league schools were started by people that god had ordained and some of you are supposed to be on that mountain of education but we are not ready so a lot of people have been saddled with all of these mountains, but there's space. There's space. There's space. Christian schools, Christian universities, Christian institutions. There's a young girl running a university, got the accreditation, and I'm just thinking, why can't we do same? So? Has I don't see a testimony of saying God gave me this but we can and so if god is calling you to start a school children don't start thinking well it has to be you can start small wait on that dream that is your calling god has given you the teaching grace god has given you grace for hr he says go and pursue it further because he wants the balance in paid systems and structures human rights he wants that enforced not an HR who say equal rights everybody's everybody you can come to work today as Joby tomorrow you come as hog Hogan. no someone who makes sure that the systems are right and the environment is not polluted by the wrong people please don't sleep oh this is a serious time this is a serious time I just need you to just remember the things like I told you God has been speaking to me about the colors and about the desires that I have for certain things and various times he's told me that he's made me a judge And it's just the manifestation of it in the physical. So I've taken the uh, the spiritual as World Cup. That doesn't mean you also need to go to law school, but you can be a judge in the courts of heaven. There are so many graces. I see people's lights lighting up. I see people's lights, lights on foreheads lighting up. Please pursue those things that God has given you passion for. I know some of you, somebody like Adam, signs this this way. He just loves certain things. Nobody should change that. There are certain things you like. Nobody should make you shame that. As that is gossip, yes, that one, you need deliverance.
0: Thank you for listening. This recording was brought to you by Kingdom Christian Fellowship Ministries. Stay blessed. God.